the championship season is over and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. It's Thursday. It is the Luke and Pete show. My name is Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Luke, you will never guess what I've been up to this week. You would never guess in a million years, even though I've probably mentioned it every single week since Christmas. Can I have a go? Can I have a go at guessing? Go on then. That you ran a marathon chased by feral dogs while high on strychnine and ate a load of apples in an orchard and puked up. No, no, my stomach lining is uh, here to in company. It's artificial, isn't it? Now your stomach lining is made of teak, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's it's settled a lot of. I like to think I've won on that one, having a teak uh, stomach installed. Uh, it's, it, yeah. it just it's just helped. I out. like it when you remove it and put it in that presentation case at dinner parties. Mm, yeah. I like it. I like this. What has the stomach ever done for us? That's exactly. what I say. Uh, no, I've not done any of that. I have been driving. Oh my god! In a car. All over the gaff. <laughs> the way you said that, it just would sound so... You couldn't sound less like a driver if you tried. <laughs> I have been driving, driving in a car. <laughs> in a car, officer. Tell us and more. if you don't let me go on my merry way, I shall do some ramming. <laughs> <laughs> do people still ram? I love that. I don't know. Pete, I love the idea of you sat in your car being pulled over by a police officer. He walks up to your window motions for you to wind it down and you wind it down the first thing you say to him is good morning officer do people still ram <laughs> <laughs> do people still ram do people still wind down their windows yeah, more of a know. button system now i eh? don't know <laughs> what's been going on then tell I us don't more know. uh i have to commend uh, my partner good christ she's got stones she uh just i said let's drive to waitrose uh, right. And she just let me drive to Waitrose in a car. And you met now, the town of Waitrose in Dumfries. <laughs> I get in the car, right? And she knows I can kind of like go up the little little dirt road near our house, up and down, do a couple of manoeuvres, drive backwards for a bit. Cool, right? It's called reversing, went, Pete. We call it reversing. It's called reversing. <laughs> do we still call it reversing? And I'm like... And like she's not a she's not a, 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 a an instructor she's not um, we're, we're both in she I insured her on the car uh, she legally owns it because I don't think I can legally own a car if I can't drive the fucking thing um, and I insured myself as a learner driver on top of that so I'm fairly certain that if I wrote anything off or did any ramming uh, of a police officer I would be fine legally and, and I'd be covered but. Um, she, I, I just said, right, let's drive to Waitrose. And we drove to Waitrose without any kind of problem, right? And I'm just driving. Uh, a lot of It's quite a built-up area, so I was going quite slowly. And, and I think I did okay, right? And then the next day, um, I said, let's go to Waitrose again. She said, oh, no, no, let's drive a little further out. Let's drive to, like, the next town, right? And I was driving, like, nearly 50 miles an hour in a, in a car. Yeah. And I've, I've never driven a car before. And I was just driving it. It was incredible, Luke. The best it parts was... of um, this show are when I join the listeners 
and and I get an insight into what they're hearing when they're hearing us speak. And right. I have never known a trip to the shop to sound so intense. Oh my god! I'm just driving real quick round bends, and there's people coming at me, and they're country drivers, and they're wet, and they're in the fucking four by fours, and they're jaguars, and they're throwing it around the bloody track, and I'm just like. I, I'm just so close to them going really quick, and I'm going really quick. Yeah. And 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 a loved one's in the car. And what? What? How is this? And she just lets me do it. It sounds like fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Is what it, it sounds like in like my that. mind. You you are you are like off your tits, cigarette holder in your mouth, talking about <laughs> backcountry. Oh my god! Did the last thirty years not happen to you, Pete? What do you mean? Sure, I understand that you're new to this driving thing and you're excited and it's all a bit of an experience, but you do know that other mm. people do drive. And you've been in the car with me, for example. In fact, you left yeah. so many empty crisp packets in the back of my car last time you were in it. I think I was still fishing them out about two weeks ago. I like a man like Chris. A man likes crisps. <laughs> Sat in the back. You a knew what, you knew what driving fucking entailed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, but like, but the very idea of going to not driving at all to fifty on a road when other car road users are coming towards me—I mean, it just—it's just a bigger leap than I expected. What's... And to be honest, when I finally get to uh, being allowed to be in a car with a driving instructor, I imagine he'll have a few things to say about it as well. Yeah, but uh, I cannot—I would like to publicly commend my partner for being fucking ballsy. The co- <laughs> the, the 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 co-driver you have access to. Uh, the she, co-driver I have access she, to. And, Un- incredible. And um, what's next for you? What's the next big step? Probably a lovely, fiery crash, I imagine. Mm. <laughs> I bet so. I bet it will be. Yeah, be careful because you don't have that car long. You don't want to write it off. I know, I know. They always say if you're going to buy, if, if you're going to learn to drive, I don't learn to drive in a car that you like. Can, I, can I also just say, I mean, this might be for the email section and maybe we'll mm. come on to it a bit later, but I did notice, I forgot to say this on Monday, I didn't notice when I was going through my perusal of the email inbox that you've been um, having a conversation with an emailer from Belarus who's been offering a strange-looking crisps. Oh, um, I mean, I, I do occasionally. If pissed? I see like a... It, what time did I reply? I can't remember, but I feel like you <laughs> might have I, been pissed. If, if I uh, if I reply, if I see an email in the box, so if I, if it pops up in the in the um, in the box and I've and I've got nothing else on, I'll have a little read and I'll and I'll I'll occasionally reply to say hello, um, because people do you know they they give us amazing interesting stories, quite frankly. Yeah, I think if you, if you look. <laughs> If you look through the email subjects of our inbox, I mean, I'll mm. just read a few for you now, right? This is this is posh crisps, right? You replied to him actually at two forty nine p.m., so you you probably weren't pissed. Mm. Uh, you probably hung over. Um, but the the email subjects, I mean, steampunk, pate, uh, tisky boycott, uh, come dine with mm. me. More of that later. Mm. Um, roundabout chat, Australia, the home of sandy vinegar, and my personal favourite. Does Pete like his M1 MacBook? You've replied to that one as well. <laughs> I did reply to that one. Uh, yeah, t- uh, two thumbs up from me. Yeah, I think that email said, uh, I-, I like it when you talk tech. Uh, I'm sure a lot of other people don't, but uh, yeah. I don't, M1 I, Mac, I, I don't um, understand it. I'm recording on it right now. While, we were, while we're taking the piss out of you, I think it's only fair that mm. listeners get to hear you take the piss out of me. And so I'm going to give you an mm. opportunity to do so right now by saying right. this is going to float your boat out there, I think. Um, last so a, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking because we were all stuck at home all the time, and I've got work to do, and I've got other stuff to get on with, and it's all quite intense. I was looking for a video game <clears throat> that could really be a proper escapism, right? 
Mm. And so I ended up, and I've been I've in, occasionally in the evenings when I've been had a bit of downtime because um, Mimi's doing her dissertation at the moment, so she's really busy. Uh, so I'm trying to leave her to it. Occasionally in the evenings, I've started playing PUBG. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I really enjoy it's not it. The first game you always pick the weirdest games <laughs> that don't seem to suit you, like No like, Man's Sky. I mean. I mean, yeah, no. So, I mean, Fortnite is like your entry level kind of like introduction to the um, to the mass massive like you know a hundred on a hundred uh, kind of multiplayer game uh, battle royale, I presume they call it. Yeah, um, and indeed they do. Um, yeah, PUBG's um, it, it's 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 a it's a slightly more intense, uh, more uh, core gamery kind of experience you'd probably say a lot of PC enthusiasts and, yeah, so and, the reason and came Chinese about, mobile users use it the reason they come about and I'm trying to be as childishly enthusiastic about it as you are about driving so it's only fair that we mm. even it up like it came about because I had a meeting with Joel and Adam from The Offensive, one of Stacks right. shows, which is obviously a brilliant yeah. show and people should listen to it. It's so funny. And and they were and and they were outside the building and then the circle got a bit smaller and, <laughs> and then, then whatever for a grenade through my window. No. And <laughs> and they were saying I just said, Oh yeah, do you know what? I'm looking for something a little bit new to try, just get take my mind off things, just something completely mindless. And they were saying, Look, we play PUBG sometimes, you should play with us. And they invited me, which is very kind of them. So I've started playing a bit with them and I'm actually really enjoying what? it. It's completely <sighs> It's, it's one of the only things I've done where it's like complete escapism. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's are you great. In a little, are you in a little squad? Are you in a little PUBG PlayStation 4 squad? Well, listen, put it this way. It's, do you know what it's like? It's like um, when a group of neighbourhood tough guys decide to mm. take along the weedy, annoying little brother with them to a fight. And I am that mm, weedy, okay. annoying little brother. I am the most harmless right. player you could ever imagine, like to the point you got of your where medi packs. If there's you got ba- your little meds, have you got the little Red Bulls? <laughs> yeah, I bring, I bring the med packs. There's, there'll be a battle, and one of them will say something, and by the time I've selected the gun, used the sight, and had a look around, <laughs> they're already dead. Probably ninety nine <laughs> times out of hundred that happens. So I'm not making any kind of you impact get- <laughs> at all. I am literally like this is what I do every single time. I turn up to a mm. house fire twelve hours afterwards with a bottle of Evian. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can I help everyone? It's, no, you're twelve hours I mean, late. It's a difficult. It's a it's a difficult it's a difficult game at, at the best of times, and obviously with uh, with a squad it gets marginally easier and slightly more tactical. Um, for me, my PUBG style is to just float off, uh, find the most remote part I could possibly be at, realize I'm completely wildly outside the circle. It gets yeah. smaller and smaller every time. Yeah. Um, and then just try and find a vehicle to get yeah. back into the circle and get shot on the way in. Though I have once got myself a winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's why when my character uh, has uh, a beautiful T-shirt saying winner, winner, chicken dinner, because I did win once I've got, uh, back um, in the day. <laughs> Thank you very much to my uh, closest friends and allies. I've got eight chicken dinners already. I don't do anything what? towards it. <laughs> they won. They won. Oh, yeah. that is unbelievable. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I'll push that one off oh, a cliff. Enjoyable. Once. <laughs> well, I'm glad you <laughs> hit it with a car. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying PUBG. It's uh, one of the few battle royale games I enjoy. But yeah, big, big flavors. Big potatoes. Big flavors from Luke. Big potatoes. So if anyone wants to play uh, in, in, alongside me, I mean, I know I haven't really exactly given a ringing endorsement of my skills. Then you know, guys, just get in touch. Get in touch. Uh, we'll vibe on it. it. Was cross, if it was cross play, I can't be asked to set up my PlayStation. So if it was cross play. 
We could make a we could make a three. We could make a trio with somebody else. That'd be lovely. We should do that as a Patreon. We should do a Patreon where people get to play PUBG with us. I reckon we get a good tenner a month out of that. Yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, I, then, oh, I could up, then I could upgrade some of my kit. <laughs> so anyway, good. one other thing I wanted to um, bring to the table today, uh, and after the break, we'll do emails and we'll do we'll get to see if, if there's any batteries that our new players enter in the game. Of course, as we always do on a Thursday. But I, mm. I was thinking um, that. I read something um, earlier this week, and it was on the BBC website, and it was about this thing called Skylab, right? And in and, and, right. I, and I'm going to praise you this. As a cut a long story short. This might not be strictly 100% accurate, but it's the basic thrust of what I'm trying to say is that in the 70s, uh, there were... It's a big dog that lives in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, go, go, go with that. Carry on. What does it do? Yeah. Um. Just, it's like the Teletubby son just hangs out and looks at the Teletubbies. Takes big turds on the earth. <laughs> um, and anyway, nice. no, Skylab is the, was like the first, I guess, like the prototype international space station, and it had astronauts up on it mm. doing things. And they were basically, I guess, it was like a rudimentary way of testing what people could do in space, what they couldn't, and right. all the rest, of it, all the rest of it. <clears throat> anyway, they did spacewalks and stuff like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. Anyway. Solid. There was three of them up in there, up there. I think nineteen seventy three, and one of them got ill. And the um, they obviously had various different ways of dealing with that. But what happened was they were bombarding um, the mission control were bombarding them with things they wanted to do, and I think they just got the schedule wrong, and it was really full on. And they were up there for quite a long time, the longest time anyone had been on a space station at that point. And they got a little bit um, antsy about it, to say the least, because uh, mm. one of their mates was sick, and it was a lot of work to do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and um, one of the astronauts says in this article I read, you know, every morning we would get uh, on the on the. I guess it would be like a dot matrix printer doing printouts. Every morning we'd get sixty mm. feet of instructions, right, of things that we had to do, and it got <laughs> it got really annoying. Oh so, dear! So anyway, what did the last space live die of? Yeah, what can they do up there anyway? I mean, they're only in a little capsule. Um, so anyway, there was there was a rumor and talk that there was a mutiny. They refused to do work. They refused to attend the briefings. And everyone got a bit concerned about them. What they're going to do? Um, and they ended up anyway. They ended mm. up thrashing it all out over a um, a couple of um, uh, meetings. And as one of the astronauts put it, it was a very tense two orbits of discussions because they could only speak at certain times of the of the, <laughs> of the orbit because of because of the communication. So so anyway, the point being that this is a really long run up of saying that. One of the big things that was mentioned in a, a alternative article and a quote from one of the astronauts was that the best feeling experience was when they splashed down back onto the Earth. And I was thinking, what is the most um, enjoyable, uh, the best feeling in the world that anyone on Earth has ever experienced? And I reckon after that ordeal, going through that, or going through the Apollo 13 ordeal where you thought that you were never going to get back to Earth or whatever, um, what would be the mm. most enjoyable feeling that anyone's ever experienced? I don't reckon there's anything better than that. You can't really manufacture anything better than that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's up there with um, really needing a poo and then getting yeah. to to your house and and oh, or, or getting to your house and your body realizing that you're about to be at rest and it just suddenly decides to does your body do that yeah. we've spoken about my my, my, my cycles uh my orbits yeah. uh, so to speak uh, a few times but it, there's something i don't know what it is about the body that you can be you know walking around absolutely fine then as soon as you get to your house your body goes right it's time 
let's get to it. Yeah. And at your front door, you start to feel, oh, I could probably go. It's it's very fascinating. Yeah. So it's up there with that, I would say, that that relief, that joy, that knowing that you're going to partake in a, a nice poo or, or getting back to your loved ones. I yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they're the same thing. I am, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am, I always get the piss taken out of me by the wifi I have access to because um, I always say that doing your coat up when you've got shorts on, is a really nice feeling. Um, it reminds me, mm, it's a bit, it's a bit Donald Duck. It's a bit um, sex people, Lynn. It's a no, bit it doesn't like... always happen. And I think the only time it really... I think the reason that I like it is because it probably the most times it happens are when I'm younger and I've just finished playing mm. football and I've got shorts on and I put a coat on to stay warm and do my coat up when I'm wearing shorts. And for some reason, my friend Phil was the first person who first pointed this out. He said to me after football once, doesn't it feel really great to do your coat up when you've got shorts on? And it's always stayed with me. <laughs> it really does, honestly. Re- those really sort of long kind of um, warm coats that were quite scratchy. The material is quite scratchy yeah. and shiny. Um, it's sort of like um, brush your legs. Uh, I just love it. it I just it's... think it's a really nice feeling. <laughs> so I think people should email in if they feel the same. I'm sure if I tapped into something there, have we tapped into a feeling that is hitherto yeah. unexplored? Because to me, doing your cut up when you've got shorts on is the closest mm. I'll come to splashdown after orbiting the Earth on a very fraught space, space mission. Yeah, just, you know, um, maybe you could start a kind of sect that's just new nudists in parkas. No, because that's flashes. I'm not talking about flashes. I've got shorts on this situation. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know. If you've got a parka, it could be long enough you wouldn't see your nudges. It's fine. Absolutely fine. No, but I'm not fine. talking about that. You've turned it into something different. And with the way, <laughs> and with the way your hair is at the moment, I'll be very careful if I were you. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. Whatever happens. Right, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be back um, for, yeah, more of this, I suppose. And batteries. The championship season is over. And what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. This week at Sukarnov. On WrestleMe, Mark Haynes has been telling me about the world's tiniest man. So. Like, you wouldn't remember that guy <laughs> coming in. Flobbing in. Like, the big pancake. Um, massive sort of soft biscuit. <laughs> yeah, are you sure he's six inches? Do you remember him? Do I remember him? Do I, right, <laughs> then he isn't six inches He's tall. got a very unique body. <laughs> you can also join me on the Luke and Pete show where me and Luke have been trying to come up with excuses for our poor hairstyle choices. Now, more than any other era of my life, I care less and less about what other people think. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I think we're at the time of life where we've probably got more disposable income than we had 10 years ago, and we don't give a shit about what anybody thinks, and that's how midlife crises begin. I buy the stupid thing. I've got a scooter now. I'm wearing a ponytail. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. 
It's the Luke and Pete Show Part 2 on a Thursday. Do hope you're keeping well if you want to get in touch with the show. It's simple. It's bloody simple. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com on the emails. Check out the Instagram at Luke and Pete Show. We've also got a Twitter as well. Battery Brands, Luke Moore. You are the king of this, uh, so I'll let you get going. Oh, you want me to do them? Okay, I'll do them again. Yeah, I don't mind. Mm. Um, but you need to help me on whether they're a new player or not because um, mm. it's got to be passed by both of us. Um, Tom... On Twitter, sent in a pair of TAC Life batteries, TAC Life batteries, mm. which I think are a new player. I've never seen that before. In fact, it's mm. like a nine volt one, but you're the square ones, your faves. Yeah, is it like is it like TAC as in um, TAC, like thank you in no uh, T A C K, so like as in changing right, TAC. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Don't don't drive a TAC into them though. Um, you no. might cause a small fire. No, exactly. Um, yeah. Harry Lewis on Twitter sent in N-Top. That is not a new player. We've had N-Top no. before. Uh, yeah. Joe Eddington. He's a very prolific battery sender in um, <laughs> He sent in... Um, well, let me just get this right because it's a little bit faded. Dorsey Master Cell Heavy Duty. I've never seen those before. I don't know where he's got this one from because it looks really scuffed and really old. Mm. But I think that's no. a new player, actually. Mm. I like it. I bloody love it. Um in, uh, I'll, I'll finish up with uh, In Our Shadow. Uh, t- great, great Twitter name. Well done. In mm. Our Shadow tweeted in uh, informing us that the Warrior batteries mentioned as new players last week are in fact not new players. They were tweeted in three years ago. Do we definitely read them out though, Luke? That's the question. They may have been tweeted in yeah. and you may have been very good to uh, to, to find that out, but uh, do we actually read it out? No, because the first three years of a Luke and Pete show, we didn't read any of our tweets. Uh, it's only when that came in that we got a little bit of organisation in so apologies for the oversight but I'm afraid Mm. yeah I guess we have to make a ruling on that that In Our Shadow gets to be welcomed into the new player entered the game club as well then yeah can I uh, just chuck in an extra one at the end that came in uh, yesterday uh, from Ace from Los Angeles Ace has got in touch what a name hello Luke and Pete I found this battery in my mum's emergency flashlight Uh, look it could. It probably is an emergency flashlight. I'm just saying, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. Just don't. Just not near your face. Yeah. Um, the brand is called. The brand is called Alone Fire. Alone yeah, Fire. Yeah, I've never heard of them before. That's amazing. Hopefully, it's a new opening. Ace from Los Angeles. Um, I'm glad you found that torch under yeah. your mum's bed yeah. uh, and yeah new, new player in the game Alone Fire congratulations Ace to round us off and technically speaking every flashlight is to some extent an emergency flashlight otherwise why would you be using it and secondly yeah, um, I'm starting to think certainly with something like Alone Fire Pete do you yeah. think there's any chance that certain countries that are manufacturing these batteries um, who aren't Play using English as their first language brand. say again are they playing up to like the, the Luke and Pete show? No, no, I was going to say that. I was going to say maybe they're just generating random English words to stick on them as brands because they think it will be a more palatable oh, yeah. thing. Oh, massively. Yeah, I, I, that's, I mean, Luke, I mean, this has been the last three years of the show. <laughs> like I said, I don't read the tweets. <laughs> this has been very much, very much Chinese, uh, you know, in Guangzhou, uh, just firing out any old English twaddle on on the side of an unlovable cell uh, and just doing a new one every week and just sort of going, oh, this is a new one. This looks good, cool. I don't, see, what I don't think they're unlovable, are they? That's unfair. What do you mean? Unlovable, cheap little batteries? Come on. Stay west, isn't it? Stay west. It is. It is, it is. Um, all right, emails. I've got one that I really want to read this week, but before I get to that one, I need to get um, back on the steampunk train. Um, st- okay, right. Which will obviously Good. literally be a train, a steam-powered train. Uh, Joe's emailed in saying, um, 
a while back you asked why you don't get a lot of steampunk listeners. I don't know why we're asking mm. about that. Only be- <laughs> partly because you love steampunk and I want to let people know about it, I suppose. Um, yeah. Have you ever any good steampunk video games, Pete? Oh, yeah, there'll be loads. Um, the video game... Oh, God, what is it? It's an underwater one and it's like a kind of a post-apocalypse... Is it post-apocalypse? It, it's kind of like a... Oh, God, Bioshock. Bioshock oh, is yeah. steampunk. Okay, I thought I was going to suggest Echo yeah. the Dolphin. Um, Joe says, um, yeah, the reason you don't get a lot of steampunk listeners is because they're all about alternate history. In the universe where it's called the Pete and Luke show, they make up the overwhelming majority of the audience. So maybe they're on some <laughs> kind of different timeline to us, thanks to HG Wells yes, and all the other stuff that they like. Um, can yeah. you think of – I sent you a picture earlier, which you didn't reply to, of a steampunk mm. um, underground metro station. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it was just a metro. It was just an underground metro station that had uh, a cog wheel and sort of plate metal motif to steam the surroundings. Steampunk themed. Um, is it? Is it just steam? Is it just not steam, mate? <laughs> it's not punk. It's just steam. No, I think it was trains were steamed. Um, and I also <laughs> found uh, evidence of a steampunk bar. Uh, the, the other day as well, which I'll send you later on. But uh, to be honest, I'm getting a little bit fed up of you not replying to my great um, content. It's First, it was only right. Fools and Horses. Now it's steampunk. You're not getting on board. Well, I, t- I told you, you, you emailed me some, uh, you um, you carrier pigeoned me some awful um, Only Fools and Horses content. Um, something about a, a commemorative plate, I think, yeah. uh, <laughs> which I very much enjoyed. Um, but then I, I completely unprompted, I think it might it might have got on my head like an earworm. I was watching uh, Boise in Belgrade. For some reason, Boise has done a what looks like a self-funded documentary about him in Belgrade because uh, Belgrade seems to be where a lot of Orny Fools and Horses uh, fans are for some reason. Right. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's just he's just there and he's meeting people who are who have uh, DVDs of Orny Fools and Horses. They just seem to go around, go down quite well uh, in that part of the world. Would Very you strange. be interested in seeing or making, in fact, maybe we can get funding for it, a steampunk remake of Orny Fools and Horses? Like, uh, so Rodney and... <laughs> Del Boy's uh, got a hat, Del a top Boys. hat with cogs on it instead of a flat cap. Exactly, and, and, and they are in a big stately home and they've got to make sure the cog doesn't drop out the ceiling. Yeah, uh, Uncle Albert's got those goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think that going really like down it. really well. But anyway, the yeah. email I actually wanted to get to was from... Um, well, he doesn't want... I mean, I'm assuming it's a he, but he doesn't want to be mm. named. Right. Um, he signed this off as um, I'll come to that in a minute but he says hi guys lovely work on the show thanks for all the hours of listening um, here's a little bit of inside info for inside. you I worked on come dine with me for 18 months as a researcher <laughs> wow here we go We're through a looking glass now he says the request for guests did actually vary depending on who the commissioner at channel 4 was at the time one of the episodes I cast, we were told because there have been so many fights recently, they wanted a week of funny and fun people who would get on well, which I then had to provide. The menu oh, wow. and entertainment does have to be decided before the week, but there is a free choice as to what these are. So you can do whatever you want, but you have to let them know in advance. Mm. Um, and he said, we also um, did still have quite a few remits to fill in terms of people. Um, the fact that it's been going on for so long just makes it even harder to, to, to find them and as for the episode order because you and i <laughs> talked about this we said if you're on the monday you've got an amazing chance to win because 
people are up for it. They're yeah. excited. They're enthusiastic. They're not hungover, etc. Mm. Uh, uh, come dine with me, man. Says that's decided between the producers and the commissioner of the program. Because one of the weeks I argued that our Monday mm. person should be our Friday, and our Friday person should be Monday. It would have been a better week had that been the case. Um, but I think the one the Wednesday host won that week anyway. But it does get affected by who's available for a full day on certain days. Because, of course, if you are having your dinner party that day, you've got to be available for the full day shoot, not just turn up in the evening. So mm. that's kind of how it works. Yeah. I'd love to come dine with me, Mole, to get back in touch and tell us any research that's been done by our friends over at whatever production company makes it. Um on what the most likely winning day is. So who's won the most and how that corresponds with which day of the week they've been. Oh, they've probably got the stats as well. That would be very interesting to find out. I, I, I just think that, like, why is the commissioner getting involved in deciding the minutiae of uh, who should be on what day? I'd say, you know, surely your, your jurisdiction ends when the contract has been signed. Yeah, why are they getting involved? I mean, they may have a good idea about how to run a co- how to run a, uh, a company or a or a channel, but why are they why are they getting involved in the actual place? What's next? The, the commissioner tasting the pasta. This is it's al dente. It's, it's, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's too it's much. Right. It's the Don't meat like tender. It. Don't worry about it. You've got bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. have you got an email, Pete, to round us off? I've got an email. A poorly educated Scotsman in California, no less. Tim Weston is his name. Hello, the Luke and the Pete. Uh, I was recently thinking a rather silly thought, which resulted in a meteorological revelation that I wanted to share with the show. Is this going to be as groundbreaking and as noggin bothering as uh, me finding out that that uh, seaweed stuff that you get in Chinese is, is actually dark cabbage? Mountains are snow capped at high elevations, but the clouds normally look the same regardless of the land below. So this got me thinking does all rain start as snow and melt as it falls? After a quick Google search, <laughs> the Google search probably took less time than writing this email. Apparently, <laughs> the answer is yes, it is. Most rain starts to snow high in the clouds, even in the tropics. As these snowflakes fall through warmer air, they become raindrops. I feel like this is something that I should know uh, by the age of 29. I've attached an image of the water cycle the way we were taught at school below, noting the one glaring emission, secret sky snow. Forget QAnon, this is the real cover-up. All the best, Tim Weston, uh, a poorly educated Scotsman in yeah, California. This is cool, I do cause... hope you are staying out of the sun. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never really considered that before, but I guess it makes sense yeah. because when you're in a plane and you go through all the information panel thing where it tells you, where fast you're going, where you're off to, and all that mm. kind of stuff. It does say it's like minus 40 outside at all times, right? And yeah. you're regularly flying through clouds. So that does kind of make sense. I also, it also got me thinking about how, like, for example, when you fly through a cloud, that's when you, it seems to be that's mm. when you get the most turbulence, right? Yeah. Is that to so, do yeah. with, obviously, that's to do with the physical makeup of the clouds. So are the clouds all full of snow. I mean, how does it work? Because some snowflakes are quite big, but you don't see a big flurry of snow in a cloud. I don't really know how it works. I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know how uh, clouds are formed. I mean, would you presume, I mean, I, I mean, the differing air pressure above and below the wings, I guess, would probably buff it. I don't think it's anything to do with the snow going in the, in the engines or anything, but I mean, I guess it can't help. I know for a fact that, um, couple of crashes that happened uh, in in uh, in recent times 
not that recently, but recent, uh, recently uh, generally, um, have, have had to do with um, frozen uh, droplets in the frozen droplets of uh, water in the actual um, oil itself, in, in the actual oh, right. gas itself, which is uh, which is obviously a, a big problem, and 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 that's why a lot of um, a lot of uh, airlines have to kind of track their their, their directions and, and where they're going to be at any one time uh, very carefully and, and, and adjust their fuel. Right, mode, I think so. Before we started doing this show, if someone says to me, "Are you interested in planes?" I probably would have said, "I would have said no, yeah. sort of, but not really." But we always talk yeah. about them, don't we? I just, we just always get there because they are fascinating, and especially in a year. Uh, where we haven't really been able to go anywhere. I do find it more interesting than ever. I watch loads of, you know, pilots talking about why um, water droplets were found in in the petrol and that why they 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 didn't manage to get to the uh, to the runway in time. I think <laughs> that, um, that I think sadly though to round off the uh, episode this week on a sad note. I think pilot Neil's wrapped his hand on us. I mean, we gave a big call out to him last week because he was back in the simulator. <laughs> we were really pleased for him. Not had a dicky bird from him since. Well, look, you outed him as a BA pilot. You've, you've no, I didn't. You there, did. Luke. You said that. You did. I said he was in the back of the simulator, and you said it was a BA one. I didn't say that. You said that. You said, got, right, check anybody who's got the wherewithal, because I'm not going to do it, no, go I'm back and bothered. clip it. Someone else check. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of it. That's, that's it for us for this week of the Luke and Pete Show. I hope you've enjoyed it. We certainly have. Uh, thank you so much for all the people who've got in touch and sent us batteries and emails and tweets and Instagram posts and all the rest of it. It's great to hear from you. Um do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We're very grateful. It means a great deal to us, and it also helps other listeners find the show. It's also not just a testament to us, but a testament to the hard work and people behind the scenes, like producer Nat, who works very, very hard on this show to bring it to you every single week. So think of it as a reflection on her as well. And even if you don't like us, she's lovely. Um, so we'll be back on Monday, Pete, with more of this. Uh, at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and Instagram. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com for your emails. Anything you've heard this week that takes your fancy, feel free to get back in touch. And we will speak to you again very mm. soon. Have a very lovely rest of the week and weekend. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from Pete as well. Crack open your mum's vibrator. For goodness sake. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.